Hi everybody, welcome back to the With Love series. We are super excited about this interview because we actually filmed it a week ago. And now we're back to do the intro and yes. kind of a recap, I guess. So let me just let you know who our guest is today. We have Dina Ray. She is a healing touch practitioner. During a healing session, she listens intuitively to what are blocks and issues in your body and then is guided to the areas that need it the most. Healing touch is an energy healing technique that uses a gentle touch on and above the body to aid the body in self-healing by focusing on and clearing out and removing any energetic congestion that can form in our fields and centers over time. These treatments, excuse me, these treatments use a gentle touch on and above your body to balance and restore harmony in your energy field and to promote and enhance healing at the cellular level. All you have to do is simply let go and let the guidance in. She believes we all have free will and it's only when we ask for help that it can be revealed. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. a perfect, perfect bio. So when we were filming this, um, I was feeling very, very sick. Um, I can't really explain what was happening. I was going through something definitely energetic because I, I checked in with a doctor and everything was fine, but I was feeling so much pain in my body and a lot of our friends in LA are healers and they're tapping into me like, whoa, Carehart is in a lot of pain right now, like, and bringing me messages around that pain. And when she came over, I was really struggling through the interview. I think you were at the peak. Oh yeah, I was at too. the peak of my pain and I ended up just breaking down, which is very unlike me. Um, I just, again, haven't felt that kind of pain. So she actually, wound up working on me. And the moment that her hands touched my back, which is where I was feeling a lot of the pain, it started to disperse and she worked on me and it was a very profound healing. It really helped ease my pain. Um, I was able to sleep afterwards. I felt much better. Um, it was a couple days till I was fully um, well again, but her healing was very powerful. And she had messages come through that were very much in alignment with um, what I was feeling and what actual doctors told me um, that I had been burnt out and um, working too much and also like what other uh, spiritual energetic healers told me. So her gift is incredible and her presence was so healing and exactly what was needed. And I'm really excited just to share her gifts with everybody. and. Mm -hmm. for you to meet her. So it's very similar to Reiki, but her mm -hmm. method that yeah. she calls it is the healing touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and some of the symptoms that you were feeling would be similar to what people describe as ascension symptoms, or even- It felt like the flu. Possibly, yeah, the, the full body yeah. pain, oh, yeah. soreness, headache, migraine. Um, it was intense, and I have a really high pain tolerance, and the only other time I'd experienced that kind of pain in my body was when I had the flu and I did get a 103 fever. 
but this was just very much something intense and we were coming off the Lionsgate portal <laughs> where we we did breath work yeah cacao ceremony our own magical ceremony yeah and I remember Ariel was reading to me this thing on Instagram oh, yeah. like prepare for a major shift and she's like this stuff is silly and then 48 hours a major shift within 48 hours and there was there was a major shift that's when my pain really started and um i now know what what it was about but it was just this like deep cathartic healing and for those of you who have ever had any sort of like energetic um ascension symptoms or just energetic feeling you you know it can be very painful um and it's always an emotion that needs to be dealt with or um stuff from your past that needs to be cleared or even like past life stuff or you know i came to la and i think that triggered it because i grew up here and all my trauma that's ever happened in my life has been in la so being on this land but being in a loving supportive environment at ariel's healing temple that's what i call her apartment <laughs> was actually supportive for me to heal but yeah. it was so painful <laughs> during yeah ariel was like oh my god did i kill you in a past life like what's going on and i was like no you didn't like it, it was freaky though um, you don't understand we had this girl drenched in rose quartz oh yeah literally covered head to toe all the way down rose we tried everything 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 fork uh -huh. of course and massages for seven massages yeah um, or a gua sha. Oh yeah, well, I like gua sha every day. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're God. gonna love this lady. She's so graceful, so yeah. knowledgeable. She's amazing. Uh, and so this is gonna be fun. Yeah, it's be a good one. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the With Love series. Greetings, Dina. Hello. Hi, Dina. We are so happy to have you. So we both got to meet you in person and we both got to do an incredible session. And now we get to have you back to talk about all things that you do. Kay had an incredible session. I'm sure you'll touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I had such a profound experience with Dina. So she actually came over to Ariel's house while I was in LA and I was staying with Ariel and I had this freak illness. Like I cannot explain what was going on with my health. In fact, many people were baffled. Um, I just felt like the most intense flu I'd ever had, but I wasn't running a fever and I mean, it was energetic, obviously looking back now and Dina was there and the purpose of Dina coming over was just to chat. And then she saw how much pain I was in. And I even broke down crying because when you feel sick and you don't have answers, you're just like, what is wrong with me? Like, what do I do? Nothing is relieving this pain. And, um, she offered to, um, do energetic healing on me and you call it the touch, right? The energetic touch, healing touch. Yeah. The healing touch. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of healers work on me and I'm always a little bit skeptical just because everyone's gifts are different. And sometimes they resonate and sometimes they don't. And sometimes you get an energetic healing and you feel so much. And then other times you don't feel anything and you're like, okay, nothing happened. But Dina put her hands on my back. Like her hands were like, this and she just placed them on my back and 
you know, a lot of my pain was sequestered into one spot. And suddenly like the moment her hands touched my back, like the pain started to disperse and it left that one area, which was causing so much pain to just feel it right in this one spot. And it helped so much. It actually like totally calmed me down and I didn't feel pain. Um, while she was working on me and after as well as able to like go to sleep afterwards and take care of myself. And I mean, Ariel can tell you, like I was beside myself for days and the pain did not let up. And so, um, it was really profound. And Dina also, while she was working on me, had insights into what was going on and that a lot of it was, um, energetic upgrades as well as just like total exhaustion. And that I was just pushing myself way too hard. Um, and I actually did see medical doctors as well after this experience. Cause, um, you know, I just wanted to double check. Everything was good. And they both affirmed, yes, you are burnt out. You are exhausted and your body reacts to stress in really crazy and wild ways. But, um, the, the healing Dina gave was very, I mean, it totally shifted everything. And actually it's a big part of what gave me permission. I, working with her actually helped me to give myself permission to rest. Mm -hmm. She was like, you need to rest. And even Ariel was like, girl, we're clearing the schedule. We're not doing anything. You were lying in bed. And I literally, I lied in bed for days. I, I literally didn't leave. I did not leave Ariel's apartment for a while, but, um, yeah, for anyone listening that, has ever experienced some freak illness, you know, looking to these healing modalities, this, this energetic healing, it, there's so much that can be found. There's so much, um, there's so much insight into it. It's really incredible how much it shifted me. And I know that Ariel's had, um, similar experiences too. Yeah. When I did my session with you, I actually had my arm in a cast. Um, and I could not believe the amount of intense energy I was feeling in my wrist and, and arm during that time. It was crazy. And then I slept like a baby that night. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I slept so well afterwards. Yes. It was so good. Cause you just felt like cleared and letting go and surrendering. Mm. My biggest lesson for me was learning to receive because it's the feminine side. Cause I give, 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 give and put out, put out, but how do I ask and receive, you know, what I wonder, Dina, what is it like for you when you're working on people? Like what's that experience? Like when you put your hands on me, when I was hysterical or you put your hands on Ariel, whose arm was broken or wrists, sorry. Yeah. And, and just to highlight, um, for the audience to know that Ariel had a virtual experience and Caitlin had an in-person one and you both had similar results at the end of it. Yeah, true. So, That's really great point. so mm -hmm. energy can kind of transform in space and time. And as so bizarre, so like that, that needs to be made clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And touch is wonderful and it's needed. And, um, Caitlin, I think it was even more helpful to be in person with you to just really put, you know, hands on you. Yeah. The, the training and the technique really is pulling in divine source and energy 
and then bringing that through. So I'm really just a vessel, right? So it's like the ego's out of the way. It's not me per se doing the healing. I just become a conduit to really listen to pull, you know, creator, divine, you know, and plus your own higher self and see and hear the intentions and to move through. And so all I'm really doing is like, I can actually feel them in my hands of the like pulsations that are moving plus through the body and then just listening to hear what does your body need? What, what messages can I bring forth to help you? So you get some of the intuition plus just moving energy away. So with Caitlin, it was just like in this ball, right. That had just kind of, you know, come together that needed to just expand out. And then we worked for a little while we were talking through a lot of that as well, just to kind of push on and let you just really release stuff that you were holding for so long, which was really wonderful. And absolutely, um, especially for women and just in general, we have these cycles that we have to learn to understand that it can't just be this constant go, go, go. And Mm -hmm. it's that constant mind body connection of, yes, I want to rest, but I've got all these things to do, but really you do need to take that time for yourself and to learn how to give that self-care and ask for help and to be receptive more. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's so hard in this world when everything is, I feel that a lot of people's value is based off of their productivity. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world that's like, go, go, go achieve, achieve, achieve. And I, it is hard to like, take that step back and just be like, it's okay just to be like someone told me recently, like you're a human being, not a human do like, <laughs> but what is your like advice from just the work that you've done? Like how we can kind of relax more into our feminine and just not feel that need to have to just force things. I can answer it in another question, but I just would want to say after you rested, how much better were you performing when you took the time Mm. for yourself, you start to, um, really hone in, you know, what you need and you're more laser focused because you've been sitting with it or you've just rested. So when you do the activity and I've been learning this as well, when I take the time to just rest, even though my mind is like, you should be doing all these things. And that little voice comes in. Uh, when I do actually work, it's faster, it's more precise, it's more clear. I'm more focused yeah. and I'm finding this balance so that I never really feel like I'm in this push mode. Cause I've come from corporate, you know, for a really long time in consulting. So it's go, go, go constantly working around the clock. And it was a big shift. Yeah. And I actually remember you telling us that, that you're like, girl, I know what burnout is. And you told me that it took you like years to get, to get through that. So, um, is that how you found this, um, line of work and healing? And like, what was your experience with burnout and like recovery? That's a great question. So I've been studying this for a really long time. And then I got a calling to be a healer. And it still took time to understand what that means, what path it would take. I had obligations. I was starting two businesses. I was freelancing and working. I was working six days a week, 12 hour days for like seven years, (laughs) you know, just like nonstop. And it took a few years to just be like, wow, I only have one or two things to do. Like just to feel what that feels like. And, um, just kind of get into this place of, no, I really have this bigger purpose. I've sort of served purposes along the way with my careers and everything has been wonderful and led to where I'm at. 
and really just even in this quarantine period has been wonderful. Just like it's been this beautifully blessed, forced, just reprieve of just go in and be and really see what what you can manifest out of that. Mm. So it's like beautiful journey that, you know, we're all on together and coming forward. So it's been wonderful to be able to like really own that experience that and then help others find it for themselves. And then how did you find Healing Touch? Did you take a session? Did you have a mentor? Did you, how did you discover this path? A friend had sent me information a while back and uh, I kind of, there was so much out there to see, but I really wanted a foundation and a process. So I ended up going to a conference and I love the community. I love the people. And then I started taking classes. Um, there's many levels to it. I'm level, like end of level four, going into level five to be a practitioner. Uh, have a mentor, um, just kind of finishing that up. But it just really gives the grounding of like ethics and foundation of how to work with clients, how to help them, how to understand, you know, where your line is with a healer, you know, uh, how much to give, just where the where the right places are, and then just what what it means to help work with the body, the mind, and the spirit. And then I've also brought in my own flavor and other things that I've been teaching as well or learning to add into. Um, bringing in like the intuition part. That's not really healing touch and getting into theta healing, which is mindset, mind work, belief work, ancestral work to understand what's held in the body mm-hmm. so that we can um, remove any blocks. Sometimes we feel like blocks are in like these invisible walls in front of us. So we don't know how to push forward. Yeah. What are some of the things that you find most people are holding in their bodies that they might not even be aware of? Everyone's a little different. Um, the ones, the people that I have been getting, uh, tend to want to go to the next level and figure out what their purpose is or break through a transform, or they want to speak more and they don't know why they can't or how to like really just align more with what it is that they want in life and not sure how to get it. Mm. So one part of them wants to manifest something, but then there's usually some block behind the surface that they're conditioned or that they've been in a situation where it fights against and conflicts with what they want. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone's their own worst enemy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That could be from you had an experience when you were younger to now this is like a self-talk that you've adopted and you don't even realize it or these little self-doubts that come in and how to like shift that going forward. Oh yeah. It's a total mindset game. So what, what would be your advice on like getting in touch with, with that, those scripts that we have or, or even like, even how do you do that? Is it through it through what you do, the healing touch, like, do you do healing touch on yourself? I I do. Um, and I've, I had some issues, uh, for a little while and I was working. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little strange. Um, I do journaling and I do mindset work. So I'll try and be really honest with myself or like let things come out of like, Oh, I'm really, you know, kind of feeling this need to dig and understand why, and then try and flip it. So how do I like rewrite the narrative, rewrite the script so that I'm like feeling my own power as a woman, as a healer, as a, you know, a citizen in the world and just wanting to do my part and not letting that 
you know, there's always going to be fear and doubt. Like we're never going to not have that in life. So how do we kind of push through that? Because there's a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. What do you find the top reasons are that a client would come to you? Career, purpose, and probably relationships? It's usually about those, any sort of transition in their life. So whether it's, it's sometimes it's both of like, you know, you want all of these things. I want to have my, my career. I want to have my partner. I want to start manifesting the things in my life. And there's just these reasons why they don't, sometimes they don't know why mm-hmm. what's blocking them and they just need some help to understand and they just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's good to work with too. It takes a few sessions just to unravel and see what's going on and have them really get some insights for themselves. Because it's one thing like you might, you, we have all this knowledge that we know, and then you have to go and practice it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, like, you know, over time you start practicing and then you can start recognizing, oh, I'm doing that thing that I need to stop doing. I need to stop telling that story. I need to stop playing that record. Yeah. And something else. That's really good. I always tell people it's the three rule. If you catch yourself saying something or doing something three times in one day, try to red flag it or make note and then being like, okay, is that assisting me or is it possibly putting me back? You know? That's a great great one. What would a typical session look like? What would someone expect if they're coming for a new session? I like, well, we always talk first about what it is that you're coming for. Um, And even if you don't really know uh, how to articulate that, we still kind of dig. And I blended the two um, mindset work and energy healing together. So it's a little bit depending on what you need, but you're going to get one of those two where we'll go through and just I'll have you explain, we'll get into meditative state. I'll have you explain what it is that's, you know, frustrating you, ailing you, blocking you. And I'm connected to a higher source and start getting intuitive guidance and then move through a session. So while we're talking, your eyes are closed, you're in a relaxed position and I'm doing energy healing at the same time. So you get, a, you get kind of both happening to you and then we'll download things, we'll move stuff around, but you're also getting insights. And through that guidance, I can start to see um, and just really explain as a channel of hey, here's some patterns. Here's some things that are blocking. Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at that. Or just take a moment so that you can be in that in that space. And if it were just an energy healing, um, again, we'd have a conversation. It would be more traditional of just doing energy work. Everyone's a little different depending on what they need. And then we'd come back and talk about it. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in person too, we were talking about auras. <sighs> and everyone has one around us. Can you touch on that topic? Just kind of saying like, starting with what is an energetic aura? So you're an energetic being that has these energy centers within you. And then as you, as your body radiates out, you have these energetic layers around you, right? So there's more than just one, um, but overall, we just kind of call it an auric layer or an auric field. And there are just different layers to that. And sometimes uh, fields are broken or they have holes in them. So we can attract and bring in energy that's like radical frequencies in the air kind of things that kind of attack us usually an attack in like a um mental way or just like sometimes you can kind of feel the vibe in the room or kind of feel a shift and sometimes it almost feels like it's like all of a sudden you're fine and then you don't feel good all of a sudden because you're picking other things so um 
modalities like meditation and yoga and healings and just doing your own sort of work to help you understand this is me, this is how I feel, mm-hmm. will help you. So when you go into situations, especially with people around you to know, oh, this is someone else's. Or when you're in a situation, you can start to see the difference between the two. This is someone else being upset and angry and they're pushing it towards me, but I don't have to let it all the way in. And so yeah. there's... Yeah, there's like your auric field can kind of warp and shift and change. And, and it, it happens. We're, we're energy beings and we shift and change all the time. So it's just being mindful about your state of being. And it's a daily practice. So it's like, it's not like, oh, I get this once and then I'm done. I have to constantly keep working on my state of being. I think that's one of the beautiful things about this great pause too, is giving us all that chance because we are in smaller groups or things aren't open kind of forcing us to help work on strengthening our own individual auras, which is, I found this has been incredible. It's not aspect for the past six months. Yeah. Yeah. Less driving time. So I get more time to do like a 20 minute meditation, just kind of put out that white light protection, create my bubble, patch the holes, you know, what I think is interesting is like in regards to this time is just realizing like, that control is kind of an illusion that we think that we're in control, which gives us this sense of safety when really like the thing that we're the only thing really that we're in control of is our mindset. Right. And how we're choosing to show up to situations, which is why I think that this work is so important that you're doing because you're really just holding up a mirror to someone and being like, this is how you think. This is the energy that you hold. Here are the holes. Here's what's going on. Here are your patterns. At least that's for sure how I was feeling during that. And um, actually to your point about auras as well, I know a lot of people see colors in auras. Do you see colors as well? Or are you talking more about just the energetic field and just um, what that really is? There are colors to auras. I can kind of see them, but I don't rely on that. I really feel them. Yeah. For me as a healer. Mm. Yeah. That seems to be your your main message of communication. Do you also see mm-hmm. visuals at times? Like some some describe seeing um, like a screen come across or hearing messages. But it sounds like your main touch is uh, through feeling. I see a lot. I'm I'm a creative. My somewhat past life. So that's really easy for me. And there's a knowing. So I, and sometimes I hear, and I've started to pick up that depending on what your higher self, how they communicate to you will kind of come in the same way. Um, Yeah. So that's been really interesting. So I get a little bit of all three, four, just kind of whatever, whatever wants to come through. I just channel for your own good. And do you believe that anyone can do what you're doing? Yes, I do. I think we all have the power. It's just practice. Some have more, some could probably have more gifts than others, but I do think that we have the capacity to really shift our own bodies. Your body is like a natural healing system. It's going to do what it needs to do anyway. So if your intention is to help, you know, open that channel and clear that you just like exponentially increase the power and the potential you have. Mm. What do you feel would be this first step? For someone who wanted to start in this direction, I think you said journaling, which is incredible. Journaling and just really acknowledging you, 
and understanding, you know, the stuff, kind of the, maybe some of the shadow work or the icky things. And, and I say that lightly of just really knowing who you are, mm-hmm. why you do the things that you do and just accept everything that you have. It like, don't judge the good or the bad, just accept. Mm-hmm. And I think you can start to understand, well, I really kind of do this thing. Then you can start to go deeper into like, well, why do I do that? Do I want to keep doing that? Do I want to change that? And then you can start to be powerful in how you want to shift your own mindset and how does that feel in your body? So it's really that mind, body, spirit connection. I feel like we kind of elude to spirit, but it's really those three together. Mm. And is that how you kind of, um, came to a more spiritual path and had more of like a spiritual awakening? Did you kind of just one day you were like, I'm sick of this. I mean, I feel like people either find spirituality because they're going through a massive breakdown. Everything is horrible or feels horrible. Right. Or it's like, oh my God, wait, I have everything I've ever wanted and I'm not happy. There has to be more. So which one was it for you? I come from a long religious background. So I was um, raised Catholic. I converted to Judaism. So the idea of like spirituality although taught in a religious context was always there. Like I was able to pull that out. And then there was a certain point of just, I'm just so interested in how people think, how people work, how I work that I just kept going towards it and have always luckily been free to do what I want, but there was still conditioning. There's societal conditioning of like, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And, and now I'm kind of really like pushing that. And I feel like we've just got this really great time to be whoever we want to be and really stand out in that. So it's just been this, like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like, what's that like? What's that like? Or what's that about? So I just love like learning and just mm-hmm. seeing, cause I've, I've been probably studying this type of spirituality for the past 10 years. And, um, I guess really like with all of that work that I was doing, this was my reprieve. This was like my moment of like, if I were to take one day off, I'm going to study spirituality because it was like, it filled my cup up of just how to like think differently in mm. different ways. So it kind of led me down this path. It was a difficult path. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, you do the path easier. Luckily I didn't have any, um, major illness or anything that happened, um, for the most part. Mm. Sounds very gentle. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some rocky periods in my life when I was younger in my twenties and trying to figure it out and hit like some rock bottoms. Um, but I didn't have like a a fatal illness or something that like I had to like pick myself up from, but I could have gone down harder. Yeah. Cause you don't have this, like, I don't have this huge background that I'm running away from or this bad trauma that happened. You're just kind of like, but there's more to this than what I'm realizing. And I want to, I know for me, I, I want to be the happiest, healthiest version of me. And that's why I love all of these healing modalities. Cause I'm like, teach me, show me, what am I not seeing? How can I improve? How can I get X, Y, Z and become happier in my lifestyle? You know? Yeah. I think yeah. More invisible. Mine was, um, I had a, I had a parent that was a little difficult and I, I think I learned some really bad self-talk. And I think my father had some really difficult issues that I had to like, that I just kind of absorbed. So it was on the surface, everything looked good because that's easy to do. But there was just a lot of like self hate talk and just putting myself down and like taking apart my self-worth trying to like rebuild that. And what does that look like? Or I like, I don't even want to look in the mirror. I don't want to see what I look like. I, I, I feel awful and how to repair that on my own. 
to get do you to the find, oh, sorry. Do you find that a lot of people are dealing with ancestral stuff, junk, or just stuff that's being passed down from their parents? I think it's like a revolution that's coming, <laughs> right? We're, we're all healing our own wounds, especially the rise of the feminine mm. coming in. We're, we're kind of healing what our grandmothers were going through, mm. right? You're sort of a reflection in a way for your mother, either maybe like a, in a conflicting way or you resonate with her if there's something different, but then in a way that in generational this makes any sense. You sort of flip it so that you're reflecting what your grandmother had gone through. Interesting. Almost like, almost like her dream or her realization of like, you're now the strong woman coming through. And I think men also have that issue. Wow. And just healing. How beautiful is it going to be for our children to be like, yeah, my story is my mom healed her shit and <laughs> I'm coming through as a healed person. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting too. The speaking about women and and the grandmother because I saw something I think it was like on Instagram or something the other day, and it was this photo of like a womb, and it was like your grandma actually carried you, your grandmother, and because your mom was in her belly and you were in your mom's belly. And it's just so, I was like, oh my God, that's why I have a lot of weird, like similarities to my grandma, which is bizarre. Cause I didn't really spend that much time with her. And it's just interesting when I saw that, I was really thinking about her and thinking about all our similarities and her trauma, which I didn't even know a lot of it until after she passed, actually some things came to light, but, um, it's true. Like that, that feminine connection between the grandmother, the mother and the daughter is very powerful, very, very strong. So I'm sure that's coming up in your work all the time. Yeah. You know, one of my girlfriends was saying she works with a pregnant woman and she was saying how a woman's diet follows for three generations. So that what the woman affects, so the grandmother's diet affects the baby growing up or Wow. So it would make sense. Oh, that makes sense for me too. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it would make sense that energetically there's still that residue coming mm -hmm. through as well. That's such an interesting point. Wow. Glad you brought up that, like, um, that visual because that's exactly a really great interpretation. And then also when we think about what we learn, how much do we learn when we're in the first seven years of our life, we're mm -hmm. taught by people who probably learned those attributes the first seven years of their life. So you keep like, oh, we're just creating these generational patterns of like, oh, that's just how we do it. And yes. that's <laughs> no yes. Oh my God. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, I I'm living with my parents right now and it's been very challenging um, in a lot of ways, but very healing. And the other day I feel like we had a breakthrough, which of course came through a not fun conversation. And, um, I remember I like walked to my room to kind of get away from it just to kind of like take some space. And I had this epiphany. I was like, you know, my parents didn't feel loved by mm -hmm. their parents. And so they're hurting. And I looked at them and suddenly I saw, them as I saw myself as just this child that was hurting and all that they actually needed was love, mm. you know, but it's really hard to, to see it that way because you're like, you're my parents. You should be acting like this. Like you should be treating me this way. What is wrong with you? 
I'm your kid. Love me. <laughs> Be here for me, you know, support me. And when you don't feel those things, it's hard not to feel like something is really wrong with you. And so, um, I actually went back downstairs and saw my parents and I gave them a hug and said, I love you, which is like, a very big deal in my family. Like we're not like a touchy feely family at all. Um, and it was actually like really healing and we've been getting along so much better ever since. And it's just so to have that like shift, to be able to look and be like, they're, they're not like the bad guys. They just, they weren't loved. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel loved. They weren't celebrated. So why would they celebrate me? Which mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well then I got to celebrate myself, love yeah. myself. And then turn around and do that for them because then that heals their, their stuff. Right. So it's like all that ancestral trauma we're all holding on to and we're acting out of those places. But again, it it all just comes down to coming from this place of love and compassion and kindness instead of it's you versus me, what you're doing to me. Right. And again, it's easier said than done. Yeah, but that's so powerful. And that's so important to be able to look to see like, these are just human beings too. Right. And we put those right? on our parents and it's like, no, where did you come from? What are you dealing with? And what is, how is this getting passed down? So powerful healing that you're giving to your family. Yeah. It's rough. I, I know Ariel's been through it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I tell my daughters because someone's an adult doesn't mean that they have all the answers or they know what they're doing. You know, right? Hot mindfulness. It's uh, all of us a self awareness and and self love, and it's not a, a common subject, let alone taught. You know, so here we are floundering mm-hmm. as adults, and then just passing on passing on our own drama and junk to everyone else. But hopefully, we are having these conversations now, and we are breaking these curses and changing yeah. things up. Yeah, it's so the emotional powerful. intelligence that's coming through. That's the of like, okay, we can be awake and we can see things. Now, what do we do with it? Like, how do we really understand the empathy for the other person and apply that so we can have better relationships? It's that right? awareness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't need to change you. I can see what's happening. Can I present a new way of thinking, you know, but I don't need to fix you. So it's seeing awareness, but not attached to the outcome. Yeah. And also realizing like that, separation is an illusion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm always trying to think like, if I'm feeling so put off by this person, so hurt by this person, then like, what, what is, what is it about me that this is bringing up? Right. Cause it's like, we're all just reflections of each other. That's what I'm still trying to (laughs) to understand across. Oh, I had an encounter and I'm like, we're the same. We're attached. <laughs> I know it's so hard. It's so hard. I mean, I'm living in the forest out here. I don't see a lot of people. So I've become kind of a hippie. I'm just like, Oh, I'm all love, but I'm sure if I was back in LA, I'd be pretty tested for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's a really interesting, um, idea to understand and play with of like, Oh, we're all the same. We really are all connected and everyone's just at different levels. And how do we raise that up? And, and then you take it a step further of like, if I can accept everyone, then everyone's reality is truth. And it's just perspective at this point. Like you, like everyone's got, um, skin in the game. Like we're all trying to figure out how to do this together and then trying to find the ultimate truth, which is like, we're all one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel that you just got to build that muscle of 
self-acceptance, right? Because when you love and accept yourself so much, then what other people do tends to bother you less. And like, Hey, I don't have it figured out, but this is just like what I've been working on. And I feel like, you know, just from what we've been talking about, about going through the ancestral trauma and our energy and just like knowing ourselves, which is such a big part of your work. It's like, the more we know ourselves, the more we heal ourselves, the more that we come to a place of acceptance of like, Hey, I don't even have to like you, but I accept you. Right. Right. (laughs) Self-love, right. Like that's that's probably what's going to help heal all of us. So basically in the meantime, when we're not doing all this quite well, we come to you for help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just a little guidance, just a little tweak, just a little like raising the energy, right. And you just keep working on, cause it's really you doing the work at the end of the day. I'm just assisting and shifting. And presenting it to us and being like, Hey, do you know this is happening? Do you want to fix it or leave it? <laughs> a gentle way, you know, and you can take it or leave it, but at least yeah. to give you some insight. I will say Dina is very gentle. Very. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I have seen one energetic healer before that was like very intense. And I sent some of my friends to her and everyone who went was like, I'll never go back. But wow, that was powerful. But with you, it was like just as powerful, but very gentle. Like it felt very loving. It was like a nice hug. Mm-hmm. It was just like, which is probably why Ariel and I went to sleep after our healings. Cause we were like, Oh, thanks. Like what is sleep now? You know what I mean? Like it really just felt like you like put a nice little warm blanket on us, some warm cocoa, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably the only two words I would use to describe you are graceful and compassionate. Yeah. Really and you have such a calm demeanor. Mm-hmm. And you're really good at saying, seeing, okay, this is where you're at. And this is what I'm going to show you. Yeah. No. And then what do you want to do with this information? Yeah. You know, that's where it's at. Compassionate, man. Got to show up as compassionate beings. Yeah. And just accept you and take you where you're at. Yeah. Where are you? And where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Wherever that acceptance, compassion, (laughs) kindness. (laughs) I see the themes here. Our favorite topics. (laughs) Brought to you always with love. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, Dina, this has been so much fun. Um, We have to bring you back. Have to do another session. Of course. I feel like you can never get too many sessions. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Well, it's Um, like, it's like a tune up. Like she said, I mean, yeah. it's like you, you take your car in to get sure. tuned up. It's like, think about all the things your body is doing every single day, like your physical body and your energetic body and your mind. It's like, these things are, they never slow down today is important. Thanks for saying that. Cause right. Like you work out, you eat, right? Like you might journal, you put on deodorant, you do all these other things, but you we know. don't you hope yeah you still like we're still understanding really briefly like what is energy what is energy medicine how does that work but we're full of it and we need to be tuned up like anything else in the world yeah isn't it interesting we forget our energetic bodies exactly people don't even think about it they're like i don't understand what's wrong i eat healthy i work out every day and it's like what about like your spiritual self Mm mm-hmm 
we all know yesterday's shower, yesterday's yodin don't work for today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh my God, that's such a good point. Like, it's not like, oh, I, I don't have to shower today because I showered yesterday. Right. I showered last week, no biggie. I got it. Like, that's what people say. Like, you know, I tried meditating once. So I'm like, wait, what? You tried it once? Did you try out deodorant too? What? Like, it's a daily, it's a constant, you know? Right? The benefits come from daily because it's even like brushing your teeth. Like imagine if I was like, oh, I don't too- get it. I brush my teeth once a month and like my, I have cavities. <laughs> I just wash those brains. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said I brush my teeth every day just for the record. <laughs> well, multiple times. <laughs> it's true actually yeah <laughs> um dina we always end with asking do you have a favorite quote or a motto or a saying that you live your life by i do um knowing yourself is the start of your knowledge i think it's by aristotle oh that is a really good one yeah That's i like that it's like taking the time to sit and ask ourselves and journaling and being honest like you said at the beginning yeah. yeah. Just accepting yourself, you know, and loving, you know, like um, celebrating yourself, loving yourself. It's okay where you're at. Just take it for you. A, a really great um, trainer had said that to me. Uh, you know, you just accept people where they're at and then you move with them. You accept yourself, go forward and you just keep, you keep working on it every day. It's a daily, it's a daily practice. It's a daily activity. Hopefully the one that you enjoy. Right. <laughs> Yeah. We came here to play. We came here to play yeah. on earth and to experience this earthly experience, which involves food and laughter and dancing and art, you know, and everything else. And I think we forget at times. Play. Enjoy. Enjoy. You yeah. are your head. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, this has been so much fun. As always, we love speaking to you and are so grateful for your time. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank yeah. Thank you for the healing. Anytime. Thank you. Yes. So we're going to keep introducing you and spreading your healing modality with the entire world because everyone needs to know you. Thank you yeah. so much. Of course. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. Thank you.